Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Track Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. Today on this program, I have a special treat for you. You see, I have a brand new sermon to share with you. Not of my own making, but from Dr. Paul Levine many decades ago. This will be the first time in what will be likely decades that this particular message will be heard over the airwaves. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to share it with you today. I'm thankful for the fact that you've taken of your time to be with me today. Let me introduce to you Dr. Paul Levine. Of course, he is well-known as the founder of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you're unfamiliar with our ministry, it started by Dr. Paul Levine all the way back in 1938. To God be the glory, we've had the opportunity to put out over 600 million gospel tracks around the world. Dr. Paul Levine was not just an author. He was not just a writer of gospel tracks. He was a fiery and, how should I put it, he was a preacher that touched people's lives. He was not just a man with a pulpit ministry. He was a man with a personal ministry. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to allow this program to demonstrate that today. The theme, the thought, the message, the point of the message that he will share. Of course, he's been gone and in heaven since 1996. But as you listen to this recording, I want you to realize that God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. What a blessed thought. What an, what an amazing thought. Dr. Paul is going to do a phenomenal job of explaining that for just the next few moments. You may be listening right now and you've wondered, does God really have a plan for me? Well, he's going to take scripture, Dr. Paul is, and he's going to explain to you. He's going to prove to you that God most certainly does. This is going to be an encouraging week here on Bible Tract Echoes. Let me encourage you to not miss a day. And now, let me, without further ado, introduce you to Dr. Paul Levine. All right, you ready? Acts chapter 9. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, that is the Christian way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound into Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks or against the golds. The, golds were, the gold was a long stick that they would, uh, they would urge the animals along with. Give them a poke with that. They call it a goat. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, that's Damascus, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. 
And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias? And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And I seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call upon thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Dear Lord, we pray now that thou will use thy word and do something real special in this service. For these young folks, we pray earnestly. We pray that the lost ones will this night pass from death unto life and turn from hell towards heaven and turn from sin to the Savior. May this be the big night for them. And for the many Christians who are here, whose lives have been messed up, going the wrong direction, listening to the wrong people, and are backslidden and miserable and unhappy, may this be their big night when they surrender to thy lordship and make thee the sovereign of their lives. Lord, help me to preach with liberty and freedom and power. And Lord, make this a great service for thy glory, for the sake of these young folks. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I was reading some time ago about a certain fish in the ocean. When this fish first comes into being, it looks like any other fish. But after a little while, guess what happens? The right eye of that fish begins to move. And it, and it moves right over the top of his head, see? And comes clear over here and stops about that far from his left eye. And while that fish is doing that, he flattens himself out. <laughs> And uh, I don't know how he knows how to do this, because he never read the Encyclopedia Britannica or anything like that, you know. But for some reason, he knows all about how to do this. And while this eye is moving over to the left eye, he flattens himself out, and then he turns over on his right side, and he swims on his right side with his two, eye, two eyes up like that. Now, then he's got a second cousin in the ocean who's contrary, and he doesn't want, he doesn't want to do it that way, so guess what he does? Instead of the right eye moving to the left eye, the left eye begins moving over here to the right eye, and that uh, that eye moves right over the top of his cocoa and goes right over the top of his bean here and rests about that far from his right eye. And while all that's going on, he flattens himself out, and instead of turning on his right side, he turns over and swims on his left side with his two eyes up here. Now, can you imagine anything like that? How did the evolutionists ever explain that? Ask your evolution professor sometime at high school to explain that, see? And he'll have one awful time. And uh, uh, the, uh, there's only one explanation, young folks, and the explanation is that this is in the plan of God, see? God ordained this, and God has a plan for that fish, for those fish. They're cousins, and that's why, and, and, uh, and, but, the, but the, they work just the opposite, see? And in, in the same way, they work just the opposite. Now, uh, God had a plan for those fish. See, God, if, when you look into nature and, and, and you study nature, you see all kinds of evidence of a design 
in nature and a plan in nature. And when you have a design, you have to have a designer. And when you have a, a, a designer, you have to have a thinker. And when you have a thinker, you have to have a person. And that person is God. Don't let the evolutionists fool you, young folks. Evolution is of the devil. Evolution came out of hell. There's no truth in it whatsoever. We have a God in heaven who created all things. And the Bible says, by him were all things made, and by him all things hold together. What I'm trying to say to you tonight is that God, if God had a plan for a fish, and he does, God has a plan for the animals, and he does. God has a plan for the galaxies. There are millions of galaxies chasing each other around through space. They don't know how many galaxies there are. You know what a galaxy is? A galaxy is a whole flock of heavenly uh, stars, planets, and what have you up there. They get kind of chummy, and they all travel together, see? And, uh, and there's a lot of them. Now, we're, we are in a galaxy. Uh, our, our solar system is one little part of our galaxy. And our galaxy is so big. Our galaxy is shaped something like a plate. And uh, if you're out in space in one way, looking at it, you'd look at it the flat side, look at, at a plate. If you're out in the space in another direction, you'd look at it uh, cross, crossways. Now look, from this side, from one side of, of our galaxy to the other side of the galaxy, shaped like a plate, you know how far that is? If you were traveling at the speed of light, about 186,000 miles per second, per second, Multiply that by 60, you have a far light travels in a minute. Multiply that by 24, you have a far light travels in a day. Multiply that by 365, you got a, a number that long now, that's how far light travels in a year. Now look, it'll take you traveling from one edge of our galaxy to the other edge of our galaxy, it would take you traveling at the speed of light, it would take you 100,000 years. You get from one edge of it to the other. That's only one galaxy. There are millions of them, we're told. They're all sailing around in space. And God Almighty, who made them in the first place, keeps them on their course and keeps them on their track. Now, God has a plan for the heavens. God has a plan for the earth. And God works everything by a plan. Now, look, young man, look, young lady, get, get a hold of something tonight. Grab hold of something and get hold of it that God Almighty has a plan for you. Oh, you say, I'm so little compared to the galaxies. I'm so little compared to all creation. But I'm going to tell you something. You are the crown of God's creation. You're greater than the galaxies. You're greater than nature. You are the crown of God's creation. And God has a future for you. God has a plan for you. I don't care who you are. See, I want you to get that point tonight, that God has a plan for you. What a joy it is to speak to you today, and what a joy it is to hear this blast from the past, this voice from days gone by Dr. Paul Levine. I'm so very thankful for the fact that God does have a plan for my life. I'm glad that it included picking up the mantle and carrying on the legacy of Dr. Paul Levine. As we listen to his message from so many years ago, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35 or so years ago, to know that we serve the same God and that we serve a God that has a plan for you and for me, it's, it's such an encouraging thought.
I'm going to ask you if you would, over these next few moments of time, before the next program starts or before you swipe to something else on your phone, would you just ponder for a moment as the announcer comes on and tells you about how you can know more about our ministry and maybe order a sample booklet and maybe order some of our gospel tracks. We'd love for you to do that on our website, BibleTracksInc.org. But before you get there, would you just take a few brief moments and would you just ponder the fact that God has a plan for you? And I'd also like you to set an appointment to join us tomorrow right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I can't thank you enough for you joining me today, but let me implore you, let me encourage you to join us again tomorrow. Have a great day for His glory, and God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.